episode 70. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller, and we finally made it into South Africa, thanks to this amazing woman. Yes, get ready to be inspired with Heather Waters, a singer-songwriter that is an illumination of inspiration. She bravely marches forward, showering the world with love from her beautiful heart. You better strap up your seatbelts, and let's go for a ride. Heather Waters. Hello. Is it James or is it Kevin? <laughs> Which do you like best? I go by I've either. Got, is it? <laughs> I, ha- I have Kevin written down here. It's my cousin's name, actually. Oh, yeah? <laughs> which, which do you like better? I like Kevin. Good. Let's go with that one because I, I use either or. Most people do call me Kevin, but um, a lot of the British and Australian guests that I've had on use James, and I, I never correct them because I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's always nice to have a little bit of a difference. I also go by two names nowadays. <laughs> yeah. So, so you go by Heather. Well, it's Heather Waters, and it's always been my name, but I got married a few years ago, so I changed my surname. But I didn't tell anybody. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, and con- it took a while to even change my identity document. It was, um, yeah. It well, congratulations <laughs> on your wedding. That's Thanks. pretty Thank awesome. You. How is your um, sound over there? Do you sound uh, absolutely perfect? Am I a bit echoey? Uh, just a little bit, but not too bad. Maybe you can pull that microphone just a little closer to you. Okay. Um, you have your speakers How's off, right? That? Yeah, my speakers are off, but I'm using my um, computer's microphone, which is a bit not the best in the world. Okay, but all right. how's that? I mean, I'm a lot closer to the PC. You just yeah. want to see more of my face. That's <laughs> nice. I like seeing that. Yeah, we're good. So, um, okay. all right. So, uh, I think we're ready to go here. Cool. On the Dharmic Evolution today, we're in Africa, South Africa, and you're going to have to tell me, Heather, exactly where, because I am not uh, an aficionado of South Africa. And um, hey, let's just drop off the cameras, too, so we can get a little better um, resources here. But welcome to Dharmic Evolution, Heather. Hi, Kevin. How are you doing? I'm doing fantastic. It's so good to have uh, somebody from your country on my show, and I, I think you're the first, so tell me exactly where you are. Well, I'm um, closest, to the, the main city closest to us would be, I guess, um, Cape Town. I'm uh, four hours from Cape Town, and I'm about, you know, probably about the same amount of time from Port Elizabeth, so I'm just up the, 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 the coast, and I'm in a little town at the moment called Neisner. Okay. And I'm, sit, I'm sitting at the Neisner radio station's boardroom. They've allowed me to use their internet here and so that I can sit and talk to you without any interruptions. And um, it's an absolutely idyllic part of South Africa, and it's, a, it's quite a tourist um, location. Well, I am very, very grateful to them for allowing you to come into our Dharmic Evolution world. It's great. You're the first South African artist I've had on the show. <laughs> so um, I've had some, um, some actually people from Africa who have transplanted to, um, uh, to London. However, I've never had a true South African <laughs> native. So I'm so happy to welcome Ooh. you to this show. 
Kevin, it's such a diverse country, and I'd hate to call myself a native because I was actually born in another country. Oh, okay. However, I do, however, I do like to call myself South African because I've been living here since I was six years old, and I'm turning 40 this year. So my blood, sweat, and tears has gone into this country, and my passion and I, um, everything that runs through my veins is South African. Well, so I, like I think call myself de- South African. Yeah, you're deservedly so. I mean, come on, you're representing, girl. So, hey, tell me, tell me, how is the music scene in South Africa? I have no idea, and I'm anxious to know all about what's going on down there. Well, it's a very large country, so um, yeah. I can only speak from the areas where I travel and, and the areas that I operate in, but um, Cape Town is booming and it's really exciting. The live music scene is constant and it is growing fast. Um, we have amazing large concerts in uh, Cape Town at the Kirstenbosch Gardens and there's a few big um companies that are bringing in the international artists as well. So recently we've had um, like Mumford and Sons, we've had um, oh, quite a lot of the folk acoustic kind of artists. We've had Paolo and Tini. Um, and yeah, so that's going good with the international artists coming over because uh, growing up in, in the years that I did in South Africa, we had very few international artists coming in here. So it's a really big thing for us to have that. <laughs> so <laughs> let me ask you this, Heather. Um, did When did this start on, on almost like a contemporary level, um, the mix? Was it, you know, Peter Gabriel and Paul Simon... Uh, you know, the Western people that came down and, um, you know, started to mix with uh, the South African rhythms and so forth. I know there was other artists probably, you know, maybe with less notoriety probably have done this decades before. But is that when you noticed that it started to become more of a world community of people sharing each other's um, sounds? Um, yes, I do think so. I think Dave Matthews is also a really great example yes. of, of crossing over the cultures. And it, there have been a few, but I wouldn't say, well, I don't know, this is just my opinion, and, um, but I wouldn't say necessarily in the past enough of that cross-culturing is what those artists that we're talking about did. Um, nowadays, it's more mainstream when I mentioned that there are a lot of artists coming over from overseas, for instance, Lady Gaga and those kind of things. You know, right. we grew up in an extremely, um, well, I grew up in an extremely uh, limited South Africa. Um, if, if you can, yeah, I mean, television only came out here, I think, 1976. And then it's still been a very slow progression. So, and we grew up, I, mean, I grew up here with a, with a lot of um, American TV programs, actually. So you say it's pretty cool talking to a South African. I think it's pretty cool I'm talking to an American. because. Well, you know, do you, got Gill- <laughs> do you have Gilligan's Island and things like that on TV? <laughs> you no, know, we grew up with everything. I mean, we had um, the A-team and... Um, oh, what's the guy? Yeah, big this? 80s stuff, right? Yeah, you yeah. know, the 80s stuff. That's what right. I grew up with. Yeah, I just ask about Gilligan's Island because I had this guy on this show, Jacked Up Jimmy, who just loves like old TV shows. So I, I have to ask. But do you find it, you know, circling back to the, um, to the original question, do you find it like exhilarating and exciting that we have all this culture, rich, diverse cultural yes. thing happening with music? 
Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's cool, isn't it? I love this it. This is exactly why I stay on the road. I don't, if I, can, if I could not be at home for as long as possible, I would. I love traveling and I love meeting people. And um, I think in South Africa, that this is, you know, I really get a, um, a kick out of it in a way. It's like you meet so many different cultures. This is a, a huge melting pot of diversity and diversity of sound. So, right. and then that's exciting, you know, everywhere you go, you will hear new sounds and new ways. And, um, and it gets more, I think the music gets richer and more exciting and the more diverse it becomes. Don't absolutely, you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, absolutely. Heather, you know what? I think it's time to keep walking. This is <laughs> Heather Waters. Check this one out. Growing up, I had dreams of what I'd be I'd look into the future To see the future me Well, sure I was young But I held on to my dreams Well, I partied on till Tuesday And I can't recall a thing No, sure I've made my mistakes And I might do them again I like to live it up And when I'm down, I Take the pain Cause I'll keep on walking I'll keep on fighting I look back at all my dreams And I know that they make me Yes, I'll keep on walking I'll keep on fighting I look back at all my dreams And I don't regret a thing Hey, hey, hey! Up, they said, go with the flow Working nine to five, all looking at each other in a race to I don't know Well, sure, I was young, but I held on to my dreams Yeah, I held them high, I touched the sky And places few men have seen I've made my mistakes and I might do them again I like to live it up, and when I'm down, I Take the pain Cause I'll keep on walking I'll keep on fighting I look back at all my dreams And I know that they made me Yes, I'll keep on walking I'll keep on fighting I look back at all my dreams And I don't regret a thing Growing up, they said, go with the flow Working nine to five, all looking at each other In a race to I don't know Well, sure, I was young, but I held on to my dreams Yeah, I held them high, I touched the sky Then places few men have seen I'll keep on walking, I'll keep on fighting I look back at all my dreams And I know that they made all yes, right, I'll all right, Heather, you are going to keep I'll on keep walking. On hey, great track. Tell us about that song. So what, what is the song, you know, what was the motivation behind writing that one? 
Well, I've, I've been writing songs for, for so many years and, and, and my purpose, well, I think when I started writing songs and, and, and hearing them back, I, I realized a lot of the songs, they're not really for me, they're, they're not for, for me to sit and sing and listen to. Um, I felt like, you know, there's always a message um, that I, I've tried to put into a song for other people. And so when I wrote uh, Keep Walking, it was kind of the first, rather what I would think to myself, quite a selfish song to write because it was all about me. It was literally just saying, listen, you know, this is how I grew up and, and, and everything. And I was really struggling at the time. I, I struggled for a few years. Um, I'd been overseas um, for a couple of years. And when I'd come back to South Africa, it had only been a, maybe a year or two. But it's quite an adjustment um, moving here. Um, there's a lot of challenges of resources or things like that. I don't want to make it sound archaic here because it's definitely not. But right. um, I was I was um, struggling, you know, um, to adjust. And um, through the depression that I I was hanging over me at the time, I, I had written this song almost to encourage myself. And it's kind of the first song that I've kind of written for me. So, and it was just, you know, like, you know what, doesn't matter what happens, I'm not going to give up, I'm going to keep going, and that's just how it is. And, and I love to party, and sometimes my extremely nomadic lifestyle may um, get me into, you know, strange situations that are unconventional. Right. Um, but, that is, but that is who I am, and, and, you know, I am that person that will go over and chat to somebody that you know, lives on the street and, and, and spend a half an hour, you know, sitting on the street with them and chatting, you know. Right. Um, can you tell us, can you tell us, um, you, were, you were in the country, right, when the apartheid movement happened and the country radically shifted position. Um, is that correct? Yes. So can you can you share with what your experience, your personal experience was witnessing this with all that happened with Nelson Mandela and the, and the entire South African, you know, country, like how did it affect you personally and how you viewed, you know, this complete revolution of, and people's different way of thinking? Well, I was, um, I was pretty sheltered growing up here in South Africa. We lived in a, in a reasonably middle-class, um, white area, predominantly white area. And there was always, um, uh, um, you know, uh, you could walk down the streets and, and everything was pretty safe, but still after dark, I mean, a girl shouldn't be walking around after dark. Right. No matter where you are. Anyway, um, right, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so, but it was predominantly safe and things. And um, Unless you have a Doberman, right? But, yeah. You know, or maybe you have a lion over there. That'd be even better, man. I'd love to have that. A lion on the oh, leash? Oh, let's not sensationalize Nobody's this. messing with you, girl. I got a lion. Picture, picture suburbia. Yeah, that'd be picture cool. Picture suburbia by the sea. We lived in like a little beach town, and, and it was a really beautiful village. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, towards ni oh, 1991, 92, I was kind of just coming to the end of my um, high school career and um, like I say, I was very sheltered so I'm very embarrassed to say that I didn't really realize, um, although we're living right in it, we didn't realize that, you know, there was any struggle. 
it was kept from us quite a lot, well, from me. So um, I was, you know, it was really quite a shock when I started finding out what had been going on, kind of, because we don't, we're not near the townships. We didn't really um, realize the, the, the depths of, um, you know, how everything's kind of, um, it was just really kept from us. Um, right. Like I said, I think I could write that down to, to my parents. They did kind of shelter, shelter us growing up. And they're not very politically driven. It's not in the interest. So I really wasn't in that zone. But when I started coming, just as I was coming through the last few years of school, the first black girl came into our classroom. And her name was Zuki. And I loved her to bits. And we were great friends. And I was wondering why she's the only one. Right. Right, so I couldn't understand why. Why have we only got one black girl in our class? And right, so why you were you were young and you weren't. I was you, really naive. Yeah, I didn't realize that's what, what I mean. I mean, you weren't clued into on. all of the uh, political not. underpinnings that Nothing. were going on. You know, yes, but in this, in the same breath, I was going to a post office where there was a black entrance and there was a white entrance. Right, but I wasn't told that that was wrong or different, or you know, and I hadn't gotten to a point of free thought at that time. So, right, um, you know, obviously, as I'd woken up, I, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me this? I would have been, I would have been carrying those placards down the street, you know. Right. So, well, it was know, like, um, like yeah, the United States went through that too. Like in the South, mm. you know, still in the fifties, mm. we had that kind of nonsense going on. Hey, um, mm. you know what? I I just got to ask you. You just said something really cool. You called it a high school career, and I never <laughs> thought of it as a career. And you know what? Did from I say now that because I was hardly there. <laughs> well, I'm gonna use that from now on because i i'm gonna take credit for the little time that i was in high school i want that to be my career but anyway it's time to wake up world check this out with heather waters let's hear it for the little people not the stiff-necked fighting buying people let's hear it for the little people let us grow tall All the trees and food and water and shelter Be protected for our future brothers And even if there's a change of weather We'll turn it around for the better It's time to sing Love will move on I'll get lost in just one shot I know it's hard But you've got to see It's what I do for you And what you do for me It's time to sing Love will move all the mountains An action stronger than words will ever bring Love All of us, all of us, we little people. 
put us together makes us one big people. Forget who you are or the color of your face. Let's all do something for the human race. Let's not be distracted by our differences. The media control you with their images. There's a bigger job for us to do right now. And time, it's running out. It's time to sing. Love will move all the mountains. And action stronger than words will ever Wake up, be. world. Really like that, Heather. Great job on that track. And you know, it reminds me of... Like you would do so well with that track in Woodstock, New York. You've heard of Woodstock, I'm sure, from yeah, you know the 1969 uh, mega event that changed the world, and uh, it kind of reminds me of that wonderful message. And uh, is so, tell us a little bit about that song. Well, it was it was kind of well. I mean, from my, as you've heard, my a little bit of my history growing up in South Africa. Um, yeah, I think I wrote that song actually from seeing quite a few disasters starting to happen around us. Um, the big one being um, the tsunami, I think, happened over that time. There was um, uh, bomb explosions in the tubes in London while I was there. Um, that was quite a while ago. Um, there was quite a lot of things going on, and, and I was in the UK... And traveling between the UK and South Africa, it's like, I got used to it because I did it quite a lot over a few years, but um, it's like totally different culture. In the UK, I find it's very media-driven and you can't avoid the media. It's in your face everywhere you go. And, how, and were so you, that, how were you traveling? Were you doing it all by airline? Were you doing it by train? Like how, what was... Um, well, well um, I, w- I would fly between South Africa and England and I'd spend about two months in England and... And then I'd come back here for about four months, and then I'd go back to England for two months, and and I'd I'd work as a as a carer, um, and then every place that I went to, I would just go and play open mic nights and and gigs at community festivals and things. And but when I get to England, it's a complete culture shock compared to here. Yeah. And I and I found um, in the UK there was just a lot of fear mongering in the media for these huge like climate changes that are going to destroy us and um and i kind of wrote that song because i I was just looking around you know i know a lot of people they're like oh i'm married to a doctor or i am a doctor or i just find there's a lot of people i don't want to bash doctors it's more how people um get really tied up in in what in what their career is or or who they are um but if you took all of that away um you know what are they going to do for humanity Right, but um, it's how, a difference how, between what they are instead of who they are. Who they so, are. Yes. And, and, and so I just want to, you know, challenge that kind of mindset, I guess, and, and just, you know, tell people, you know, you know so, what if, so what if tomorrow everything gets ripped away? If, if the guy that lives on your corner um, of the street under, you know, a blanket and on a on a cardboard box outside a doorway of a shop is caught in a flood and you're floating past and you're all right and he's not are you going to go over and save him or are you going to say sorry man i'm a 
I'm a lawyer. I come from, um, you know, wherever. And I just want to challenge people to just think a little bit more outwardly, um, you know, outside of themselves and their own lives and, and, and be more accepting of, of other people. And, you know, that's, that's pretty much it, eh? Yeah, right. So you are a perfect candidate to be a dharmic evolutionist because you are living your dharma and you're challenging, um, you know, the world to think in a different and more profound way. I really commend you for that. Hey, so tell me about the touring in general. Is it, do you find it to be a grueling, really tough experience on the road? Is it something you really love? Like, give us the, the insights of Heather Waters and how she views the world touring with her music. Well, when I started out, I, I, like I said, I was working as a carer, and I, and I used that as, as, as a means to a way. Um, what is a carer? It, um, I worked looking um, as a carer, working for um, special needs children and adults, and, and also looking after elderly. Oh, so awesome. I do like a, yeah, so I do like a, a living position um, where I look will care for the person as house, you know, in their house for a period of time, and then the money that I made from that I put into my next band tour, and so I would go. Um, so while I was in the UK, I was on uh, in the evenings. Um, I would be online and and just planning out my tour for when I get back to South Africa and and. Um, yeah, and then when I got back to South Africa, then I hit the road, pretty much. Um, so I bought this, oh, it was always my dream since I was like 15 years old, I wanted a VW Combi. Um, a lot of people back in those days drove them, and they were like the coolest vans out. Oh, and the I just, VW bus, they call yeah. it over here, right? Right, the long yeah, one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was this. That's <laughs> 1969 all over again with okay, the well, flowers I, on it. Yeah. <laughs> So when they were quite, they were, you saw them around a lot and they were really well used in South Africa when I was growing up. But by the time I could afford to buy one, you could hardly find them on the roads anymore because they're almost classic cars. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm that old. <laughs> you know, I was just hoping that you were going to finish the story with telling me what color curtains you had in the back, you know. And well, <laughs> it's not all daisy-like, but I did manage to buy myself this beautiful 1975 combi. And I've been driving her for nine years now. Nice. But, um, yeah, I've been missioning with that lovely, lovely van. She's been the most economic and reliable vehicle I've actually ever owned. Um, See, as you're telling me the story, I'm hearing in my head, if you're going to San Francisco, (laughs) right? And and you know, that's just, we're going to go right back to this, but it's a perfect time to play Castles and Towers with Heather Waters. I wait another minute, I write another song, and hope that you're in it. Winds changing shift Across Table Mountain The oceans are clear No place like my hometown
homeland there and the lyrics really nice thank you yeah yes I, I spent many years working on that song it's a beautiful track tell us a little bit about it and then I, I didn't mean to rudely cut you off on the Volkswagen story we got to get back to that but I just got so excited I That's had to play right. Castles and I mean, Towers this song, this song is perfect for that because <laughs> you know all of those um, uh, all of those trips I'm driving I'm flying backwards and forwards from England to you South Africa and you know so I wasn't really putting any roots down anywhere I'd actually kind of I kind of hired a, a flat in, in Gordons Bay which is um, kind of on the beachfront here um, in near Cape Town and and I, uh, I kept my combi there and then I'd go over to the UK and then I'd come back and I'd get in the combi and off we'd go with me the, the, the I had a violinist and a guitarist in and what do you call and it a combi yeah, a combi, yeah. Like we, we, C-O-M-B? Yeah, but if I actually if I look on Volkswagen's page, they call it a combi, which is a K-O-M-B-I. Cool. I'm incorporating okay. that into my new language. I've got a combi. <laughs> combi, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna I'll give you one. another great word. Love lacquer. The word is lacquer. It's L-E-K-K-E-R. And that means really good. So everything in South Africa, I'll tell you, I had such a lack of tour up the east coast of South Africa. Oh, wait a I minute. So it's L-E-K-K-E-R? Lekker, yeah. You got a lekker. bloody lekker time of it. I had a lekker tour up the east coast in my combi. Yeah, <laughs> I had a lekker tour of a time in my lekker. In my combi. <laughs> in my lekker combi. My yeah. lekker combi. Man, I got it going. You're stacking the cool for me, darling. I just love this. <laughs> hey, I want to ask you also about... um. Now, I'm switching well, gears here a little bit because... Yeah, I wanted to tell you about the song quickly. Can you hold Oh, yeah. Tell me about the song. Yes, please. So, yeah, so I was traveling backwards and forwards. And when I decided, okay, look, I'm not going to go back to the UK. I'm actually going to stay here for a few years. That was the whole transition time, which is the time where I was getting really kind of depressed, struggling to kind of adjust and I wrote Keep Walking. Right. But Castles and Towers was something I was writing over all those years. And it was my, um, 
acceptance of, you know what, this is where I grew up. This is where I've schooled. This is where I've worked all through my 20s. I've been away. I've tasted first world um, life. I've tasted other countries. I've been to anywhere that I've dreamt to be. And I still cannot not come back to this country because it's in my bones. Right. And so castles and towers is really that here, I'm going to wait another minute. I'm going to write another song. I'm just going to stay here and I'm going to feel the ground here and I'm going to accept the diversity and I'm going to accept the, you know, all the challenges that come with living here because it's worth it. Right. Right. So you feel that you feel that what you're doing is so important that you will you'll pretty much do anything to continue being a creative artist. Yes. But in South Africa, this country has has my heart. So, you know, I just feel like, um, you know, you can take me anywhere, but I will always come back here. Love the way you represent your brothers and sisters, Heather. That is so commendable. And I also wanted to ask you about, you suffer from SFN, which is small Mm. fiber neuropathy. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how it's, you know, how the challenges of that? Well, speaking about anybody's medical conditions, when they're so extreme as mine, it it could go on for hours. So please um, allow, help me keep this short. Okay, well, just tell us um, your day-to-day. I mean, like, how do yeah. you deal with it? So, um, basically, three years ago, I, within two weeks, I, I was struggling with incredible pain and under my feet. It's a weird place, but that, there you go. And um, it was becoming more and more challenging to wear shoes, and then eventually I couldn't walk. So... Um, it got so bad. I mean, my husband had to carry me, you know, to the bathroom or help me bath. And the pain was um, not just debilitating physically, but you know, I couldn't hold a con- I couldn't even tell you what my name was because the the pain was blinding. And um, I I thought I kind of damaged my feet or something, you know, that it would be fixed in a few weeks. And, and the weekend was coming up and my husband had to work. He's a sound engineer and a drummer and he was out the whole weekend. So I said to him, don't leave me here without a wheelchair because, you know, I, I can't drag myself to the bathroom. And, and when I got that wheelchair, I, you know, I really thought it was going to be for a, for a few days, maybe a week or two. And... Um, so, yeah, um, anyway, what I didn't realize what was ahead of me then, but um, it's since turned out that it's a, my nervous system is, is on the override. And, and um, I was put onto some hectic Schedule 5 uh, medication over a period of months. Uh, the neuro- neurosurgeons were milking our bank accounts, um, and after a year, was getting worse um, and I, I couldn't um, lift a glass of water up off of the table like my arms were I had the pain was everywhere Wow um, and so I basically just kind of stayed in a cocoon of pain for what felt like it I don't know how many months it was but it, it was a long time and then um, so where uh, where are you now? Like in your in your recovery now, treatment or whatever? Now, um, now I well I stood up and, and 
inside, <laughs> I stood up right. and said, I'm not taking these tablets anymore because the tablets they were giving me were uh, causing your, the nerves to slow down and uh, stop, uh, fire slower and in my brain. And then they would give me antidepressants because it would cause severe depression. Right. So I was on all these pills and, and it was just ridiculous because in the first two months while we were trying to find out what was wrong with my feet, um, I was actually quite positive and even though I'm in a wheelchair and I was in pain, I was pushing through and I was, you know, I was, I'm, a, I'm, a, you know I'm a positive person. Right. But the pills basically put me into darkness. Um, but once I stopped the tablets, we started juicing, I started researching um, what my nerves need as far as the nutrition is concerned and I started looking into alternative ways of approaching this other than the kind of conventional medicinal um, things that were available to us. And so um, we've um, changed a hell of a lot in our lives, every little tiny thing. And um, I guess pushing other people around in wheelchairs for six years did help me when I eventually landed up in one myself. Right. But it has, it has not been easy. My life is extremely social. And my, my illness has been extremely public. And, um, I mean, I know, you know, it's, it does, it makes a difference. I, I, I feed off of other people writing about online is a few beautiful blogs that I follow that help keep me um, going every day. Do you but, want to share uh, those with us? Um, I, I've got to actually just look up the name. I'll do that while I'm talking. Okay, but right, okay. But right now, I can, I can kind of walk about... Um, 50 meters or maybe 100 meters um, before it's extremely painful. So I kind of got pushed up here to this boardroom today in a wheelchair, but we very rarely use it because I've, I've kind of made my life very small. So I don't go to big areas because otherwise I need to use the wheelchair. Right. And um, so I kind of go to like, I play in small venues. Um, and also I have the most amazing husband in the world because he, he carries me up the stairs and, and places where we can't get to. Um, so, so he's a, he's know, a romantic, I bet, isn't he? Uh, he he's, he's a natural carer. Yeah. He, 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 in fact, before this happened, I used the one thing that got on my nerves with him was he was always trying to do everything for me, and I'm such an independent person. Right. And I kept saying, "Stop, stop doing everything for me." He was jumping ahead of me before I could, you know, even, you know. And blink. he finally had his way with you. Didn't <laughs> He's got he, his right? moment. <laughs> he says, "It's it's over, baby." Hey, listen, I I want it. This is perfect because while we're talking about this, I'm looking at this ship's not sinking. And I have a feeling about this one. So let's play this one by Heather Walrus. Just yet, I won't suffer 
determined, girl. I can hear that going on. Tell me something, Heather. Who is your style adopted after? You've got a unique sound. Like, who were you listening to as a youngster growing up that influenced you to become the Heather Waters that we know and love today? I think it's an amalgamation of a lot of um, a lot of artists that I listen to. Um, let me think. Rodriguez, definitely. I, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of his writing, the way that he... Um, his lyrics are. I, I, Who is I call it? Rodriguez. Speech. Rodriguez. Yeah. He just he's goes by that. South, yeah, he's actually, he's actually from America. Okay. So, <laughs> but, but he's huge in South Africa, and he's and he's pretty well known in Australia too. Okay. He's actually here doing some concerts this evening. Believe it or not, my friend Rich going to his concert tonight. But um, he he's 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 a street poet. Uh, I love I love his cockiness and, and and the way that he writes he writes his music. He had two albums. Um, the cold fact and after the fact um, that kind of failed in America, but somehow um, his lyrics and his writing, his songs, I think during the apartheid years when the guys had to go for a compulsory two-year army um, thing up on the borders, um, uh, you know, the, the army guys, they kind of really related to, to his, his music. It's right. very kind of anti-establishment kind of vibe. So, which I also, I guess a lot of teenagers in those years, we kind of, uh, you know, like, lend towards the way that he said things. So, so you, you kind of associated the attitude. In other words, you, you, you agreed yeah. with his attitude and put that into your music. Yeah, um, there's one song of mine, Masquerade, and, 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 and that, that's what I always call that, my, my Rodriguez song. That's like the closest I could have got to, to kind of the vibe that he does. Very um, cool. But... So, and then, uh, you know, as I, um, I'd listen to The Doors a lot. I'm a big fan of The Doors. Um, and, uh, yeah, Lana's Morissette in the later years. Um, I love um, Johnny Clegg and, um, you know, some South African vibes back then. It was really cool. Right, because so, you have a unique style. I really like your sound. You've got I your, think, your, your I think, Kevin, that's what... Yeah, but I've done that on purpose, you know, like all those years where I was working on these short contracts as a carer, I was extremely isolated. Right. And I, purpose I purposefully put myself in an environment where I had absolutely no music. And it was incredible because, you know, as a, as a person in their early 20s to have no music around them, you would normally freak out. I loved music. I couldn't not have music on. Right. Um, and, and yet I adopted this lifestyle for quite a few years where I actually had no other music playing. And I, I kind of did it on purpose so that I could, the, the melodies and the, the sounds that are coming from me would come out. And they wouldn't be um, influenced by the things that I'm hearing. It's a strong move, girl. I did that once for two years. I had no telephone, TV, or yeah, internet. No, I, did, I had nothing. <laughs> yeah, I did that too. No television, no it's magazines, healthy. no newspapers. Yeah, it's the no yeah. media diet, or at least low media diet. Absolutely. Hey, what Absolutely. is the name of your new album? What are we calling it? It's called Castles and Towers. It is. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was a title track or Kevin, not. Kevin, can I quickly great. quickly go back to what we were talking about just now? Because I've got the blog name. Yeah, of, sure. 
Okay, cool. Because this lady is incredible. I find it really difficult to speak about my illness and, um, and you know, just the finer details. And it's really psychologically challenging um, in so many ways. And this, this woman has actually just given us such light bulb moments, not just me, but my husband as well. And it's helped me get to a point where I'm managing my illness in a way that I've got my life back. Great. So I really want Please to share. share this. It's called CountingMySpoons.com. Oh, awesome. Thank you very okay. much. That's great. Okay. It's a very important. I'd love, I'm so glad I've got this opportunity to share this. Well, it's going to be around the world very shortly. And Yay. listen, we're already out of time. And, and believe me, I wanted to speak more about SFN, your album, your touring history, your songs. But we're out of time already, That's Heather. That's right, Kevin. We could talk for hours, we, I'm sure. We could. And, and I'm so honored that I, I had you on the show from South Africa. I love it. And I also really want to publicly thank you so much for being so transparent and so authentically generous about sharing about your illness. And you give such hope and inspiration to so many out there. I know it. And I'm just proud to have you on the show, Heather. So um, please, um, everyone support Heather. You know, check out everything in the show notes so you can link to her. And uh, Heather, give us the best source for people to reach you, contact you, support you, buy your music. What can we do for you, girl? Well, you know, we're, we are all Facebook fiends here in South Africa. So, okay. but I, 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 so you can look for me on Facebook. But my website's name is heatherwatersmusic.com. And you can find me there and links to all the social media from that site. Excellent. And we'll have all of this in the show notes for you folks. You just have to tap the Dharmic Evolution logo and all of Heather's information will be under there. Heather, it was such a pleasure to have you on the show today. I really appreciate you being here and I wish you all the love and health and success. And moving forward, I know you're going to change the world in your own way, lady. Well, Kevin, you are doing just that with your show. I'm so, so inspired by it. And, uh, you know, I'm going to add you add it to my list next to CountingMySpoons.com. Oh, thank you. <laughs> As your podcasts are amazing. We've been listening to quite a few of them over this last week. And it's really, really great. I'm absolutely honored to have met you, even if it's via Skype. And hopefully one day we'll see each other in person. We will for sure meet. Thank you again, <laughs> Heather. Okay, Kevin. Go well. Did you hear that? She told me to go well. I have never in my entire life been told to go well before. And I shall. I shall. Keep walking. Wake up, world. Castles and towers. This ship's not sinking. That is Heather. Heather is awesome. Heather Waters, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, don't forget the blog, Counting My Spoons. Heather Waters teaching us the meaning of love and compassion. What an awesome lady. I hope you guys enjoyed that one because I sure did. You know, when I get down there to South Africa to meet Heather and her husband, the first thing I'm going to do to tell them that I just had a luck at you all the East Coast of Mount Combi. And that's before the gig. Hey, make sure you stop over to dharmicevolution.com. Check out all the content on the site, including my coaching page. If you're a podcaster new to the space or thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that also. Email me at kevin at dharmicevolution.com. 
Also, there's videos, photos, conversation, music downloads, and links to all of my past guests on the site. Don't forget that downloads are free. However, the content, it's priceless. Hey, uh, Sunday, March 13th, we're going to visit with Corey Singer in my own backyard, no less. Yes, my home state of New Jersey. Check out this young man. He's talented. He's making a name for himself in the entertainment world. And I think you'll enjoy that one. That's it for me today, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being here on Dharmic Evolution. I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from a stage. Oh,